Okay. Episode two of Part-Time Adults. Here we are. You thought we were canceled, but we're back, baby. And better than ever. This isn't the disappointing sequel. This is the rise to fame that will solidify this podcast as the greatest piece of digital audio in the history of mankind. Anyways, this is Kevin speaking. I'm not joined by my host, Andres, from last week, because uh, he kind of sold me down the river here. Instead, we have a guest star slash co-host. I don't know what she is, but it's Grace. Yay! Hello. Take it away, Johnny. Uh, hi, I'm Grace, and I'm filling in for Andres today, I guess, because he decided to graduate to full-time adult for yeah. the day. Decided to do work. Exactly. PR-related work. Yeah, so here we are, not doing work, being responsible part-time adults, and he's just betraying our entire credo, and I don't really appreciate it, but, you know, we'll get to it. We have to retitle the podcast. What would we retitle it to? Some part-time adults and one phony. Two and a half part-time adults? (laughs) Two and a half part-time adults. (laughs) What is a half part-time adult? (laughs) That's a fraction I can't even begin to comprehend. (laughs) Think it's a full-time adult. <laughs> Don't check the math on that. Oh, you're... It's like when you multiply by a fraction. <laughs> or no, when you divide by a fraction. And it, like, inverts and just the universe explodes. <laughs> That's what's happening here. This is what you've done to us, Andres. It's been a really long time since I took a math class. It has But I think, the, I think the math checks out. There. Yeah, totally. It's been two weeks since you looked at me. No, that's not what I'm saying. It's been... The last, ha- the last math class I took was in high school, senior year, so like 17 years ago, give or take. <laughs> I, my freshman year of college, I dropped out of Calc 3. <laughs> nice. Nice going. <laughs> I put on my, when I applied to school, I wrote that I wanted to be a math major because it's easier to get in if you're a girl who says she wants to do math. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I had no intention of being a math major. Oh, using that diversity to your advantage. Yeah. Very tricky. But you and know. And if you're a, if you're a young gentleman trying to apply to college, you should say you want to be a, like a dance major. Yeah, a philosophy major or something. They're, oh. they're looking for that. Oh, interesting. Well, you know, if you got it, work it. So, yeah, here we are, the two of us, just the two of us and this little fake plant in between us. <laughs> it really adds to the the ambiance of the room. But yeah, here we are. So it's me and Grace. And yeah, I feel like next time, like it's like sort of like passing of the baton. You're filling in for Andres. And then next time someone will fill in for me. And then after that, someone will fill in for you. And it's just an ongoing chain. So this is the, now I'll have to do it one more time. Yes. Everybody gets two, except for Andres, because he sucks. (laughs) You know, it's like in the Donkey Kong Country games, how the first ones got Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong, and the second one has Diddy Kong and Dixie Kong, and the third one is just Dixie Kong and Baby Kong. So it's like three degrees removed from the actual title character of Donkey Kong. 
So Andres wins title of Donkey Kong. Yeah. And I'm I'm Dixie Kong. She's the best. That's very true. And I'm Diddy, so I'm happy with that. Great. <laughs> we nailed it. Yeah. Except, we just have to find a baby Kong. Yeah, we have to think of a fourth friend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know what's sad about this whole thing of you hosting is now I can't. <laughs> Andres isn't here. Besides everything, <laughs> is the podcast crumbling beneath us? Yeah, I don't know if you caught on last week, but like I had an ongoing joke of referring to the listener because there's no way we're gonna have listeners. And I'm in my mind, you were that one listener, so now I don't even have that. <laughs> And I did. I listened to it yeah. yesterday yeah. As, a re- as a requirement for coming on the show. Yeah, nice Diddy. job. So you couldn't even do that. But you're here now. So that's all that counts. So Grace, on my way here, I had a little funny encounter. Not funny encounter. I had like this strange sensation that I've never felt before. <laughs> um, Is this going to be appropriate? Yes, I promise. So... For those of you who don't know, we live in wonderful Boston, Massachusetts, which, by the way, it's a I very... mean, no one knows anything about me yet, because I wasn't given a chance. Right, 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 right. Um... No, you go ahead and tell your story. And then... <laughs> <laughs> um, not great. Now everything's out of whack. I don't know what to do. I This is like choose your own adventure, like flip to page 60 to continue Kevin's story, flip to page 22... To hear Grace's <laughs> intro. This is like that episode of Family Guy. <laughs> when at like the end it's like... <laughs> um, to hear the response. Or like, if you want to hear about Meg's day, press zero. <laughs> if you want to see Brian dance around to La Cucaracha, press one. <laughs> you want to see Cleveland give his first line of the show, the episode... I do remember that. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, tell your tell your amazing story. About- okay, and then we'll give you a proper introduction. Anyways, so we live in lovely Boston, Massachusetts, which, by the way, it's a very nice day out. Would you would 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 you agree, Grace? Yeah, it's not a million degrees. Yeah, like it has been. Yeah, that's all I want out of life. So that's great. Um, it's the kind of weather that makes you want to like climb to the top of a hill and like spin around with your arms spread out and sing at the top of your lungs. But that's neither if you know there. So I live right by... Sound of music. Nailed it. Yes. Anyways. What was I talking about? Right. Way here? Yes. I live by Fenway. So I'm like walking on the overpass over... I don't know what road it is. Some big highway. We'll say Mass Ave. That's probably not it. I don't know roads. Um, But it's an overpass. So like to my left, this like exciting little like food market or something there was like some crazy event that like you needed tickets to and there were all these people and like there were like trucks from like dunkin donuts and like mostly dunkin donuts that's the only one that stood out to me because it's the only name i recognized but i was distracted by that (laughs) and on the right of me are like all the cars like driving past and like i'm looking to the left and this bus is driving toward me like it's like driving past me and like the light of the bus somehow reflected, like, the silhouette of the bus. And as it passed me, like, the silhouette passed my vision. And it felt like the bus hit me. And I, like, physically recoiled. I was like, oh! (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, I'm pretty sure... Those, those shadows can be really brutal sometimes. I'm pretty sure I actually died. <laughs> <laughs> like, my spirit form was assaulted. <laughs> like, I, I studied astral... You don't have a soul anymore. Yeah, the bus stole it. <laughs> so, uh, I gotta go get that back. So, that's a whole thing I gotta deal with. But, yeah, it was very alarming. And I've never had that happen before. So... I don't know if that's like a phenomenon that's like an actual thing, but yeah. Shadows assaulting people? Yeah. It was weird, man. Anyways, so that was my funny trip. I have another funny story from early in the week, but before that, let's <laughs> let's let's roll out your proper introduction and get that out of the way. Oh yeah, so I'm Grace and also like uh, my co host here, go to BU for advertising. Um, yeah, copywriting, <laughs> or strategy, or something in advertising. <laughs> this is what being a part-time adult is, fraction of adult, yeah. not having to choose yet. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I enjoy long walks on the beach, and... Oh, the joke that just keeps on giving. <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time I heard that joke, I'd probably have at least $3. But anyways, um, Grace, you like animals, right? That's like a thing. That's a thing. I do. Yeah. I like animals. Which animal is your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I really like foxes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. When we saw Zootopia, Grace and I saw it together, and we walked out of the theater, and she, like, leaned into me, and she was like, so I'm pretty sure I'm attracted <laughs> to Nick. <laughs> what, what's his name? Nick Swift or Nick Mischievous? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. Oh, it's going to bother me. But he's a very handsome creature. <laughs> and he's voiced by Jason Bateman, so yeah. it's all it's all in the up and up. But yeah, that's Grace. She's... She goes to school, and she likes foxes. She also likes Pokemon, and yeah. So I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point. I do. I like Pokemon. Yep. They're like animals, but better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're more cooperative than, yeah. than real animals. You get the best of both worlds. And they're more accessible. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that's great. So do you want to hear my other funny story now? Sure. My hilarious story... That's surely not to disappoint. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so this sort of plays into what we were just talking about before we started recording of, like, I'm going to call it podcast vision, <laughs> where when things happen to you now, you think about them in terms of, ooh, that would be great to talk about on a podcast. And it's, like, kind of suffocating. <laughs> it's all I think about now. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, you get one episode in the bag and it just changes your whole world view. Like, I don't even know what to do with myself anymore. It's like all starting to go to my head. And I don't, I don't know if I can escape it. But anyways, this funny story happened to me. So I'm walking to class and there's like these two planned parenthood representatives like out on the sidewalk near Kenmore Square. Not near Kenmore Square, like right on Kenmore Square. Square? Anyways... Um, and like, they have this sidewalk on lockdown, <laughs> like one of them's facing 
toward me and the other's facing the other direction and they're standing like within two feet apart and like they weren't letting anyone get by without like stopping them to ask if they wanted to hear about the program. <laughs> I was very impressed, like, yeah. Like, they mean business. Military training. Yeah. It was like it was like a zombie apocalypse and they were on stakeout for like a supply drop or something. <laughs> So I was just, like, as I saw it, I was trying to calculate, you know, my route, because I didn't want to talk to them. I was like, oh, boy, how am I going to get out of this one? And um, I had my headphones in, which is, like, like a barrier of safety for these situations, because usually people would be like, oh, nuts, he's got the headphones in. <laughs> Maybe I like to next pull out time. my phone, pretend I'm talking on the phone, mm. or actually try to call someone. Because yeah. there's no guarantee. There's a guarantee that no one's actually going to pick up. <laughs> it's not like I'm actually going to get roped into a conversation with anyone. Yeah, no one ever talks to me. Um, that's a good one. But I, I feel like that's almost more open to, like, invasion, though. Because you you still have one ear unoccupied. You know what I mean? Yeah, but what, what kind of asshole is going to interrupt you while you're talking on the phone with someone? Just to <laughs> You'd be surprised. Headphones aren't. Not, that's no protection. That's I mean, true. Just gonna, tell me your story. What happened? Because they stopped me. <laughs> and I was like, damn it. My foolproof plan. <laughs> um, yeah, she stopped me and she's like, oh, do you want to hear about Planned Parenthood? And I was like, think fast, Kevin. And I was like, oh, I'm running late to class. Bye. Bye. Yeah. So then I left. And I was like. Did the other person get you on the way back? She didn't. And you know what's funny is like, I already stopped and talked to a Planned Parenthood Planned Parenthood person pickled Piper Peter eater thing uh, like earlier in that month in that same exact spot so like I wanted to tell them like listen I already got the spiel I already donated like two dollars I'm good so yeah I was just very impressed by their formation <laughs> I was walking to the farmer's market once and they had people set up for, I think it was Doctors Without Borders or someone, something, and someone on the way there, someone wrangled me into talking to them for maybe 30 seconds and I very politely excused myself and then on my way back, someone else started talking to me and I said, oh, one of your uh, colleagues already gave me the spiel and this person was like, Oh, so you know, did you did you donate? I was like, you, can I just go? <laughs> Leave me alone. I've already given Dang. you so much. I hate it when they're so good at their jobs. Yeah, it's stressful. I just I feel that way whenever I shop at. Uh, I don't know what it is about Hot Topic. However, <laughs> <laughs> this is but, going. But the people there are really, really good at their jobs <laughs> to the point where. I get, I get really overwhelmed and pressured into buying. <laughs> at Hot Topic. Yeah, at Hot Topic. Well, I really like their stuff there, but it's so expensive. It's just, and I never walk out of there without... I think, I don't know if they work on commission, but they certainly act like it. And I end up dropping a lot of money there for one or two shirts. But there, it, I get... Very high anxiety when someone starts talking to me. It's it's one of the only situations where I'm very much at their at their whim. I guess yeah. they can. They can. Uh, how many store credit cards do you have? 
<laughs> I don't have any store credit cards. Oh, well, that's good. I do have a Hot Topic rewards card thing. That, <laughs> well, rewards that someone, card, I guess I should say. Someone wrangled me into. Yeah, those are pretty bad, huh? Because I feel like when you say no, like, they're not going to like that answer. And you might be, like, poking Oh, they the always bear. ask follow-up questions, like, why not? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're judging you. <laughs> Which answer is going to get me out of this conversation faster? <laughs> exactly. Ugh, that's stressful. Um, yeah, tell me. I if wear you, a lot of hot topic. Though. Uh, you probably shouldn't be going around advertising that. <laughs> I love it. This is why I love hot topic. <laughs> it's because. This is why you're hot topic. Yeah. No. So, the reasons are I look really good in black. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I really enjoy getting compliments from 13-year-olds on yes. my clothes, which happens all the time. I feel like the bell of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I'm at, like, my little cousin's birthday party or something, everyone loves my Mojo Jojo t-shirt and my... That is a famous... My, that's a standout of yours. <laughs> like, if you were a cartoon character, that would be, like, your default outfit. My Adventure Time belt buckle belt. Mm. And I... You should... You should probably avoid Hot Topics from now on. <laughs> they know. probably have, like... <laughs> I get so many compliments on my Pikachu wallet. I can't tell you. That's true. But they probably have posters of you, like, at every <laughs> Hot Topic store, like, sucker. <laughs> Accost her now. <laughs> they know. Pick her up by the ankles and shake her until her money falls out of her pockets. So that that's why I shop at Hot Topic. <laughs> Is that the name of your memoir? <laughs> why I shop at Hot Topic. <laughs> and and other I, funny anecdotes, anecdotes from Grace Thompson. And because I'm kind of a nerd, but not a real nerd. I'm like one of those really mainstream... <laughs> Mm. Surface nerds. So you're the plays nerd Pokemon that and other goes to nerds Marvel make movies. fun of. Yeah. I think I'm kind of in that boat. boat. I, I'm a little more qualified than you, but like, I'm not like, I go to conventions. I've been to a convention. What? Is that where you met uh, Joyce Summers yeah, actress? Yeah, I did. From Buffy? Nice. Yeah. I have a picture with Buffy's mom. Yeah, that's great. What convention was that? It was the Philadelphia, the Great Philadelphia Comic Con. Hmm. Yeah, got some, got nice. a lot of posters. Nice. Got some, some Godzilla posters. Got an Attack on Titan T-shirt. This wasn't a huge convention. It was a lot of <laughs> B-list. <laughs> B-list. <laughs> Let's try like D-list. <laughs> yeah. No, I think George Takai was there, but I definitely didn't I see him. I rest my case. I think he just goes to all of them. Exactly. Like, I feel like in hind... He's, er, he's, he's definitely up there, but he just goes to everything. But I definitely didn't see him. Like, I feel like those conventions... Like pay extra for that. ...are, like, really depressing when you think about them. It's just, like, all these people, like, living out their glory days as, like, this one role that people kind of like them for. <laughs> And, like, using it to pay off their mortgage. <laughs> I met the writer of Ren and Stimpy. Oh, God. That was good. Not Ren and Stimpy. Oh, my God. Rocco's Modern Life. Oh. Way better. I guess that's... Got better. her autograph. 
and a nice. Rocco's Modern Life poster. Yeah. So. Cool. All right. So, yeah, I think that's it for introductions. So we can move on to the next segment, which is also related to nerdy things. So this is Kevin and Grace, and we'll be right back after these messages. That won't happen. Video games. Yay! Um, so Grace, uh, I beat a game this week. You want to guess what game that is? Despite me just telling you what it was, but you know, keep the audience on their toes. I'm gonna, am I gonna guess correctly or incorrectly here? I I don't know, do whatever you want. I'm gonna guess Zelda, is it a Zelda game? Yeah! Link to the Past. No! Bummer. Yeah. Majora's Mask. Yeah! Good job! (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, I beat Majora's Mask. Woohoo! Um, spe- An original N sixty four. Specifically, the three D version, which is like it's got all the nice updated graphics, um, and they really streamlined it. What and is the sound? The three DS. Oh, the three DS. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you know how they did Ocarina of Time on three DS? So it looks like that, mm. but Majora's Mask. Um, so that makes yeah. Sense. So I bought that game last December and like I beat the first temple and then I just stopped playing for some reason and then recently I got a I got a hankering to play some Zelda again um and I was like well I'm a dwarf mask here so why don't I play that and I booted it up and I'm like in the second area of like the snowy mountain and it's like the Goron part of the game like it's the Goron city um and I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm like, uh, where do I go? What do I do? Oh, this is why I don't play this game. So, yeah, it was kind of frustrating, but I persevered, and I ended up beating it, and I got every mask, and I got every heart piece, and I did great. But, um, yeah, so, have you ever played Majora's Mask, Grace? I, I have never played Majora's Mask, because... Oh, shoot. I have yet... To beat Ocarina of Time. What? I can't can't just jump to Majora's Mask. That would be blasphemy. Oh, so you're one of those people. But you realize, like, that's a lot of games to get through if you want to play, like, Zelda. (laughs) Yeah, well, I figured if we're just sticking with the N64 games, I can't go back to Super Nintendo. To be fair, um... Majora's Mask is really interesting how it plays on Ocarina of Time, so I guess I will allow that. Um, Why haven't you beaten Ocarina of Time? What's going on there? Well, so I have it for N64, and then I also have it for uh, 3DS. So you've had two opportunities. Had two opportunities. Well, similar to my stand not to start Majora's Mask until I beat Ocarina of Time, I've decided that I can't possibly beat the 3DS version oh my God. without first beating Are you the N64 me? version. It's the same game, but better. But I need the N64. I'm a purist. Then why so would you ever pick up the 3D version? Because I like it. It's a nice travel. It's cool. And I bought the, I bought the special edition... Uh, 
3DS with the Zelda. It just came with it. Didn't because. you lose that? I did. God. So that's another reason. You suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But when I was younger, one of my my older brother would play Ocarina of Time. And I remember the first boss inside the... Goma. The arachnid queen. Yeah. So that used to scare the crap out of me to no end. And so I could play the game up until that part. Yeah. And then I would have my brother come in and (gasps) beat that because (gasps) that part was scary. And then my brother, you know, back when he was a good brother because we were younger and got along, he, like, bribed me to get me to do it on my own. Oh, so (laughs) Like, overcome that. And... I did, and I beat it, and he gave me some weird, like, collector card. I don't even remember what it was, but it was something that I really wanted. That's so sweet. For beating the arachnid on my own. I'm crying over here. (laughs) And then... That's like a short story (laughs) of perseverance and overcoming obstacles. Yeah. Brotherly love. And then... And then I... (laughs) Was able to get through the first... So this is still when I'm pretty young. I was able to get through the first uh, three. I was able to get the first gem, the three gemstones. The spiritual stones. The spiritual stones. And then I was able to turn into adult Link. Which is awesome. And then I played... I went and I got the horse. I have some my friends over how that... Horse's name is pronounced. Can you talk about, before we get into that, can you talk about how stressful getting the horse is? Having to win the race twice? Yeah. And they make it harder the second time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it freaks you out because you have to, you know, boost the horse, the little carrots. But, you know, you only have so many. So you have to, like, choose when to, like, stop and let her regain her carrots. And then the other guys just pass you. And you're like, oh, God, I made a terrible mistake. Yeah, you can't do it too quickly or else you're wasting boost. Yeah. You gotta let her like slow down a little and then you gotta boost yeah. and then it's very stressful. It's very yes. stressful. What you gotta do is like always stay in front of them <laughs> so they like bump you in the butt <laughs> and kind of push you forward a little bit, but they can never pass you. <laughs> yeah, well, I kind of mastered that part. So I would get to the part where I, I have the horse. And I would just, that's pretty much when I would stop the game and just start riding around on my horse around Hyrule and going, doing the fishing competition. Exactly how the game was meant to be played. Yes. So that's what I did when I was younger to the point where I'm able to beat the first three. You know, I'm able to get to that point pretty much like clockwork. And then I. You you should do a speed run. (laughs) Well, not. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I'll do one of those. And then people will be like, why is she spending the next 20 minutes of this video just riding around on a horse? And it's the grace. Trying to catch the- <laughs> it's the grace run. <laughs> it's a sprint in the beginning, and then it just turns into a long detour. It's the, uh, the attention deficit run. So um. then a few years ago, I started, I decided, I don't know, it was after I bought the... 3DS. I was like, okay, well, I'll play this as soon as I beat it on N64. And so I started playing it on N64, and 
I got stuck at the water temple, which I think is where everyone gets stuck. And then finally my friend told me how to beat it. And then I think the last place I was left was in some sort of ghost type. Bottom of the well for the shadow temple. Yes. And you got to get the lens of truth. Yes. That place is freaky. So I'm, I'm, I'm in there. <laughs> gotcha. Well, and I have not played in a very long time. I see. Well, after the water temple, actually, let me think about this. Yeah, after the water temple, you can kind of choose between the spirit temple and the shadow temple. I think the official order is spirit temple, then shadow temple. Because if you look at the screen that shows all the pendants and it goes clockwise, I think spirit comes before shadow. I think I did the that's the one in the desert. Yes, I did that. Okay, well that's good, because that's my favorite temple. So I'm glad you at least got to exchange the fact. That's where you get the mirror shield, which is awesome. So, and it's got the best boss fight, the twin roba. When you fight them, and they're, it's the two witches at first, and you mm -hmm. got to reflect their magic back at them, mm -hmm. and then they combine. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, Plus you do fun things on the horse to get there too, right? And I'm just making that up. Uh, I mean, you can you can jump the bridge with her, but you can also use the hookshot for that, so it's mm -hmm. kind of meh. Um, how do you pronounce the horse's name? So, I understand that this is wrong because there aren't actually enough vowels in the name to oh. pronounce it this way. Oh, boy. But growing up, I always called it Epiona. <laughs> <laughs> because I think that's beautiful. Epiona. And then I have a friend who calls her... Um, Ipano, but Ipano? I think it's—I think that's like the opposite. I think it's probably pro pronounced Ipona, right? Ipona—that's how I say it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know someone who pronounces it Epina, which sounds dumb. So yeah, that's just stupid. But that's okay because I was exposed to the game through my friend when I was little because he was the one with the Nintendo sixty four, and he just botched all the pronunciations, like the game's title. He pronounces Akrana, Akrana of time. <laughs> and that's how I pronounced it for the longest time. And now in hindsight, I'm like, wait, that was really dumb. Why did I do that? <laughs> to be fair, though, that's a really word, weird word to say. Ocarina. Ocarina. It doesn't flow off the tongue well. It's a real roller coaster ride. Well, I don't like it. When I was young... And probably still a little bit today. I had I struggled with reading a lot, <laughs> and there were a lot. The of letters words. would like rearrange themselves. <laughs> Sometimes I'd see more letters than there were. Well, my friend pronounced the name as <laughs> he sort of did the same thing as you did, where he just added a little bit in there. Except his makes much less sense, but it's eponymous. <laughs> Right. Like hippopotamus, <laughs> I guess, but he pronounced it eponymous, <laughs> which is an actual word, eponymous, E-P-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S. So maybe that's what he was getting at, and he was secretly a genius, and he knew, like, an eighth grade word at, like, seven years old, so who knows? Maybe. Um, but on the note of, like, not knowing how to read, I remember there's this Scooby-Doo game on the Super Nintendo where you, like, solved mysteries and stuff. It was actually very in-depth for, like, a kid's game. But, you know, it had a lot of text. <laughs> and I didn't know how to read the word who. And I read it as whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I just always assumed that they were just really excited about everything. Like, 
whoa, <laughs> whoa, did that. <laughs> or, whoa, just went into the library. <laughs> so that, that, was a, that was a fun time. Um, but yeah, Zelda, specifically Majora's Mask. Um, yeah, that's a wacky game because it's very different. From all the other Zeldas. Does the whole thing take place in three days? It does. So and it's the like, moon is like crashing into the earth or yep. something? Yep. It's very weird, very surreal, very like, kind of, it's very macabre too. Um, so, yeah, like I remember when I was little, like the whole game just totally baffled me. Because the whole three day thing. And you know, you have a time limit. And I just understand like, wait, how am I supposed to do all this in three days? So, like, I never played it when I was little, really. Um, but then, like, I finally picked it up, like, three years ago for the first time. And I understood, oh, you can slow down time. So, when you're in a temple, like, you start off on the first day and you slow down time. So, that way you have, like, it's probably, like, two hours real time to, like, get through the whole day. So, you can beat the temple in that amount of time. Um, so, I finally got through it. But, yeah, it's so crazy. Because, um, like, it's so non-traditional in Zelda. So, for example... Princess Zelda is nowhere to be found in the game. Um, like, it's not about the Triforce. It's not even in Hyrule. It's in Termina, which is, there's a lot of interesting interesting theories behind that, and we'll get to that. But, um, yeah, it's really good. You should definitely check it out at some point, even if it is confusing. Um, that being said, I do have some gripes with the game. Um, so you're talking about Epona. <laughs> so she's also in Majora's Mask, and... The whole game, you play... You're a little kid. Yeah, you play as young Link, so you write baby Epona. <laughs> That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. That's what was missing from... <laughs> I wouldn't have gone through all the... <laughs> all the hassle of turning into an adult if I could have just read ba- written baby Epona. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cute. But the game makes her useless because, first of all, you get a mask... The bunny ears mask, which, like, increases your speed, your walking speed. You walk, like, two times faster. Mm-hmm. So it's an easy way to get around. And with the Goron mask, which you get before you get Epona, when you transform into Goron, you can roll around <laughs> like Sonic the Hedgehog. It's actually pretty awesome. And it's a really fast way to get around the map. So it's like, why would I ever ride Epona when I could just be a badass Goron and turn into a spiky ball and just roll all over the place? So I think in total, I probably rode Epona for less than 10 minutes in the whole game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just need her to like jump over a couple little gates to get to the next area, and then you get a warp point, so then you don't need to use her anymore. So, but it's funny, because the game remembers where you last left her, <laughs> so she just stays there. <laughs> so like, little I would... baby horse. <laughs> <laughs> probably... Night turns it into night and creatures come yeah. out. <laughs> Help me! <laughs> yeah, like I like re enter like the spooky, formidable canyon area, and there'd be little Epona off in the corner, like, me! Love me! <laughs> and it's like, ah, eh, I don't need you. <laughs> so they kind of botched that one. Yeah. But another thing that annoys me about it is, um,. This is a game that likes to waste your time. <laughs> so it's all about the side quests. And one of the side quests is about um, this couple that's been split up and you're trying to reunite them so they can get married. Because the, uh, the boy, I guess, husband, male suitor, I don't know. 
he transform gets transformed into a child by the villain of the game. So like they can't be together because he's a boy. Oh no! So it's all about you have to help them like reunite and turn him back into an adult. So it's kind of an involved quest where you have to hear from the boy's mom that he's missing, and she gives you that Pikachu mask, the key, or no, sorry, she gives you a mask that looks like the boy's face, so that tells people that you're looking for that boy. So then you go to his girlfriend, who works at the hotel, and you show her that you're wearing the mask, <laughs> and she tells you to meet her at 11.30 that night, so then you wait until 11.30, and then you go meet her, and then she gives you a letter to send to the boy. So then you have to go to the mailbox, mail out the letter. Then you got to wait until like 3 o'clock. She couldn't mail the letter herself. God, no. <laughs> She's got a very important business to run at this hotel. <laughs> uh, so you wait until 3 o'clock the next day for the mailman to take the letter to the boy. And then when the boy gets his letter, he goes back into his little hideout. And then the door's unlocked now. So then you go into the hideout and then you talk to the boy. And then he's like, cool, my girlfriend trusts you. So I guess you can help us out too. So then he gives you the Pikachu mask because he was wearing that to disguise himself. Um, and then from there you can kind of choose to like, or he gives you like this pendant to go give his girlfriend. And if you give her that, that means she'll stay because otherwise she was planning on leaving town because, you know, the whole moon thing and like end of days coming, she's planning to flee. But she's like, oh, I'll stay for him because he loves me. So it's like, great, cool. You'll be here. We'll be back. So then you go back to the boyfriend. Or actually, no, you can go to his mom and tell her, yo, I found the boy. And then she'll be like, oh, great, here, take this mask that, or, no, she gives you a bottle of milk. It's not important. There's all sorts of different paths you can take. Um, fast forward to going to this area, like the last area in the game where the boy's staged out in front of this hideout of a thief who stole the boy's mask, which was part of, like, their wedding ceremony. Like, they had to, like, combine their masks and because the thief stole the mask, they can't get married. So then you go into the hideout, like, after a specific time when the thief comes back and leaves the door open. And it's, like, this little mini challenge room where, like, you switch between Link and the boy, like, playing as him. And, like, you press switches in one room so the other person in the other room can proceed. And meanwhile, there's this little treadmill with the mask on it that's carrying the mask to this hole <laughs> where it's going to fall in forever. <laughs> and then you lose the mask. <laughs> And you can, like, accidentally press step on buttons that speed up the treadmill. <laughs> so I was playing it, and I was in the very last room, and I, like, it was situated to where there's a bunch of buttons on the floor, and they're, like, blocks you got to push. And you got to push them onto the right block to open the door, but you might also accidentally press them onto the buttons that speed up the treadmill. And I accidentally did that, so then it speeds up the mask, and then the mask falls in the hole. <laughs> and then the game's just basically, well... Joke's on you. Because <laughs> then the boy's like, oh, we lost the mask. I need to be alone now. <laughs> and it's just like all his hope is ruined. And he's just like depressed. And your little fairy companion's like, oh, I think we better go, Link. <laughs> and this is on the third day, mind you. So then it's like, you only have six minutes until the moon falls down and destroys everyone. So the game is just basically giving you this giant middle finger. And you have to start the quest all the way from the beginning if you want to try again and beat it. So when that happened, I was like, okay, fuck you, game. Like, you have no respect for my time. <laughs> so it's very frustrating. Hmm. Maybe you should be better at puzzles. Maybe. 
So on one hand, I really respect it because there's a lot of things different and it's got a really interesting message. Like if you go and read like critical analysis of it, it's got this whole theory about how the game's about like, like Link died at the beginning. So the whole game's like the afterworld or like a sort of um, purgatory-like thing. <laughs> and it's all about the stages of grief. Well, that makes sense then. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the mass is gone. I have to be alone. <laughs> yeah, so that's all really interesting. Um, but there's also parts of it where it's like, Jesus, how is I supposed to figure this out? So with that being said, like, it, like I don't really want to replay it anytime soon. So it's more a game that I appreciate than outright love. But I beat it and I got through it. So, yeah. I kind of want to play Twilight Princess HD now because I'm on a whole Zelda kick. Because, you know, the new one's coming out next year, which looks pretty good. So, we'll see. But that costs money. Probably regular Twilight Princess. But that also costs money, because I don't have that game. So oh, I'd have to, yeah. like, rebuy it. Right. So in that case, I might as well get the HD version. Any other Zelda thoughts you got? I feel like I've been talking your ear off. I want to hear your hot takes. Uh, I don't know. Not too much. <laughs> Great. So glad you're here to co-host. <laughs> Back Andres. <laughs> oh boy. If you were a Zelda character, which one would you be? Hmm. I'd probably be really egotistic to say Midna. Kind so of. So I'm gonna go with Zelda. No. <laughs> 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 uh Annoying owl. <laughs> <laughs> Kabora Gabora. Yeah, he's pretty bad. <laughs> My answer for you would have been Tingle. <laughs> Ass. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Just a man child, totally stuck in his own delusions. <laughs> I feel like that fits you. <laughs> Likes to wear his underwear over his pants. <laughs> That's a lifestyle I strive for. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, Zelda's good. Speaking of Zelda, oh, speaking of Majora's Mask, fun fact, that game was made in less than a year. Yeah, fun fact. How did they do that? So like they used the whole engine of Ocarina of Time. So like that's why they repeat like all the character models and stuff. And like, yeah, Nintendo was like, make an Ocarina of Time sequel. Now they were like, "Oh my God, we only have a year." So yeah, with that in mind, like it's actually really impressive, like what they pulled really off. Game then. Yeah. So yeah, it's really good. But uh, Zelda in years. Did you know that this year is Zelda's thirtieth anniversary? I didn't. It is nineteen eighty six. Wow. Yeah. Pretty crazy. What day is its birthday? Ooh, I don't know that exact number. I'll have I'd to have to celebrate. Yeah. Um, actually, I kind of was thinking, you know, to get to the adult section of part-time adults. I was kind of thinking of Throwing like... Throwing a Zelda party. <laughs> Ooh, that could be a thing. <laughs> it's definitely the adult part. Uh, oh, now you got me, like, on this idea. Like, we can make little potions. <laughs> and, like... Have, like, a fairy rave. <laughs> <laughs> Drink out of jars. <laughs> yes. Like the whole the whole party will be like milk themed. 
Interesting. You know, this is for another discussion. We'll okay. plan this off screen. Um, no, I was thinking of like doing an advertising campaign for Zelda, like celebrating the 30th anniversary. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun, right? Yeah. So if you want to get in on that. Yeah. So maybe we'll do that. Maybe we won't. Who knows? We've got a lot of pie in the sky ideas. Things on the horizon. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting pretty nerdy up in here, Grace. We're gonna try. Yeah, we're we're faux nerdy. I live with some of the biggest nerds I've ever met. Yeah. We're talking people who go to Comic Cons regularly and build their own costumes and that's pretty can nerdy. Have hour long conversations, I guess. Probably like four hour long conversations about the intricacies of the Young Avengers comic books or something. Oh, talk about a total snooze fest. <laughs> so on that note, let's talk about comic books. <laughs> um, so a five hour conversation about the intricacies of yeah. the Young Avengers. So which I know nothing about. I appreciate comic books. From the sidelines, I don't read them, but I like, sometimes I watch YouTube videos, like sort of dissecting them and like summarizing like certain stories. Like I just watched a video that retold all the events of um, a storyline with the Justice League where like Batman kind of betrays them and he like plots out the weakness of every hero, <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome, right? Well, yeah, that's kind of the whole point of the story. And, like, so he, like, has these, like, fail-safe plans for all of them. So, you know, with Superman, obviously, it's, like, red kryptonite. But for, like, Aquaman, he, like, figures out, like, he needs to make him paranoid of water. <laughs> Which, who thinks of that? <laughs> Anyways, so he makes all these, like, fail-safe plans, and it falls into the hands of a villain, and the villain, like, takes down the whole Justice League, except Batman. Thanks, Batman. Exactly. And then slowly they realize, wait a minute. <laughs> and Batman's like, did I do that? <laughs> Oopsie daisy. <laughs> yeah. And it ends I with... my face. <laughs> it ends with him, he leaves the Justice League because he was like, well, this is awkward now. <laughs> um, but no, it's actually a really interesting story. So on that note, like, I understand that comic books do cool things sometimes, but like, comic books are a bitch. I just don't. I don't think that I, I wouldn't have enough time to get invested, even in just a single exactly comic book. Even if I took one series or one grouping, and then like if I wanted to do X Men, there's probably like a thousand different. Oh God, it's insane. X Men. And maybe there's a young X-Men. Yeah, there's like X-Men, X-Force, probably young X-Men, um, the new mutants, all these like alternate dimension things. It's crazy. Although, a few years ago, they started this new series called All New X-Men, where they bring like the old X-Men. It's sort of like a time traveling thing where they bring them to the present. So it's like the younger version of the characters. So that was kind of like... A point you could like just kind of like start from there and like just read that series 
And I read a little bit of that, and that was kind of interesting. So if you, you're so inclined, you can check that out. But yeah, that's... Put it on the to-do list. Exactly. That's the total problem, is like finding an entry point through like decades worth of <laughs> comic history. I'll just pick up this comic book right here and start reading. <laughs> I want this one. Yeah, just go to a comic book store with like darts and start throwing them. <laughs> go to a comic book store and ask someone what you should start reading. That Ugh. seems like the worst decision. Yeah. I can't imagine anyone would... I get really intimidated in comic book stores. Yeah. I do not. Exactly. They know. They know I don't belong there. <laughs> I don't belong. <laughs> I, am, I am getting judged while I'm in there. Oh, great, great. Don't feel judged. I do. Comic book fans are supposed to be a very welcoming community. Well, they're not. They're assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like I want to get a solid comic book to read. So that's another thing I have with comic books. Like, what is it about them that's supposed to hook me? Because, you know, they only get published every month, and it's only 20 pages or so. So I feel like in that amount of story, like, there's only so much you can get from it to, like, really feel satisfied, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To be like, oh, like, this was a really great little standalone piece of story, um, and I really want to find out what happens next. Like, it, it doesn't do it for me, really. So it's frustrating. Like, how how do comic book? Uh, I don't know. I've never... I don't know how it's a comic book. Yeah. I will admit, though, like, my favorite comic book series is Ultimate Spider-Man, which they did it right. They were smart. So the Ultimate Comics was they just kind of, like, relaunched the whole thing and started all the characters from the beginning. But it also happened while the regular comics were going, so if you wanted to do that, you could still read that. But in Ultimate Spider-Man, you know, it starts from the beginning, his origin, when he gets his powers, and, you know, he grows and everything and becomes Spider-Man. Um, but he's also, he's only 15 years old, so Peter Parker's in high school. Um, so it's really interesting, because it captures the whole idea of Spider-Man as a teenager with superpowers really well. Because, you know, that's like his whole thing is, oh, I'm just a little kid with, with superpowers. I got to balance my personal life with my superhero life. And wow, <laughs> which we kind of take for granted, I feel like, because it's just like, yeah, whatever. That's been done before. But like, when you think about it, it's actually really interesting because, you know, imagine when you were in high school, if you were also a superhero. <laughs> that's the story of my real life. <laughs> I mean, you were, clearly. So I guess I should be interviewing you, interviewing you right now. <laughs> But, no, it's interesting. You have no proof that I wasn't. I was really good at hiding it, just, like... Are you adding yourself right now? Are you compromising your secret identity? No, we should stop talking about it right now. Yes. We should talk about Spider-Man instead. You see the real-world consequences of what it means to, like, balance his life. So, for example, in the story arc where he fights Dr. Octopus for the first time, which is really fun, somehow they end up in Hollywood, California. <laughs> I think it was something like Dr. Octopus, like, was attacking this TV show, like a talk show that was talking badly about him or something like that. Something to, like, get him publicity. And Spider-Man follows him to stop him. And they fight in Hollywood. And then Spider-Man wins. woohoo! But he's in fucking Hollywood. And it's, like, midnight. And he's got school the next day. You know what I mean? <laughs> So he says something like, uh, can anyone give me a ride back to Queens? (laughs) 
And so you think about it, like, yeah, he, he would totally be in that situation because he doesn't have the means to travel across the country and go on these, like, amazing superhero adventures. Like, he's just a little kid. Oh. Yeah. That's what he has his webs for. Yeah. So, I really like... Well, even with superpowers, I think, swinging from skyscraper to skyscraper from... <laughs> what was it? Hollywood yeah. to Brooklyn or... Queens, New York. New York. Exhausting. Yeah. Especially when you get... And you in, probably have not a lot of skyscrapers. Yeah, in when, the when you get in the Midwest, <laughs> you're, you're just basically hitchhiking. So... <laughs> So yeah, it's interesting. It makes him a very relatable character. So I really love that. But I can't tell you how many times that's happened to me. I know. <laughs> but what pisses me off, and I've never finished the series, because about around issue 80 or 75 or something, they switch artists. So it's a completely different art style. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Because it was an inferior art style, in my opinion. And it's like... The whole idea of comic books is it's a visual medium, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if you're going to suddenly switch art styles, you're basically switching the entire story. Mm -hmm. So it's like, this isn't what I fell in love with. So I'm just like, Ugh. well, I mean, I wanted to, like, keep up with him and see what happens, but not, not like this. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why comic books frustrate me. It's like, ugh. There's just too much going on. I do want to, like, get into Spider-Gwen, though. Do you know what that is? Is it? Does it have to do... No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for trying. <laughs> you know, you, you, you had me convinced. <laughs> does it have something to do with Spider-Man? It does. <laughs> and someone named Gwen. <laughs> yes. So... Gwen Stacy was Spider-Man's first girlfriend. Okay, right. Who in the comics... That's what I was getting to. It yeah, was, yeah. The wheels were turning in there, but... She was the one that Emma Stone played in the movies. Yes. See? Yeah. No. Yeah. I, okay. Anyways. So in the comics, she dies, and it's mm -hmm. kind of his fault, and it's like a really popular Spider-Man story. But what they did a few years ago... Spoiler alert. From 40 years ago? <laughs> uh, about... Four years ago, there was this Spider-Man event called Edge of Spider-Verse, where it was all the different Spider-Men from alternate universes. Exactly. Like, they all teamed up. <laughs> um, and one of them was Spider-Gwen, who was from an alternate universe where she got the Spider-Man powers instead of Peter Parker. So she becomes Spider-Woman, and he becomes a villain, um, and she has to fight him. But she's the one with the spider powers instead of him. And when the regular Spider-Man sees her, he's, like, freaked out because it's like, oh, no, you're my girlfriend who died in my universe, but now you're alive, and now you're Spider-Man? What's going on here? Um, but basically, it's a female... It's Spider-Woman, which is cool. And they gave her her own comic series, which started from the beginning, so there's all this convoluted back ground story, you know what I mean? Like, she's a pretty new character. Mm -hmm. So I want to get into that, because um, it's not too deep into it, you know what I mean? And I read a little bit at a comic store, when I was in one of those paralyzing moments where I was trying to decide, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Look busy. <laughs> what should I look at right now? <laughs> uh, and I picked up the Spider-Gwen, and I was reading through it, and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool, and, like, the art was really cool, like, it kind of had, like, a little, like, punk rock edge kind of thing to it. It's cool. Um, so I could check that out, maybe, but We'll see. That seems cool. Yeah. 
And she's got a really cool costume too. Like she's got this, like it's white, but like got, it has accents of like red and black in it. And she's like got this cool hood on. I'll show you a picture afterwards. You'll love it. I promise. It freaks me out when different, there's, when there's different universes and they yeah. start colliding. And <laughs> that's when I check out. <laughs> if you could like really get into any comic book, which one would it be? It would be something X-Men related, which is counterintuitive because I feel like that would be really complex with way too many characters and a lot of yeah. storylines, and that's what fears me. That's, that's my greatest yeah. fear of comic books. I actually watched this little video, not little, it's kind of this mini documentary that goes over the history of X-Men, so it kind of summarizes like all the important stuff that happens to them. So maybe you could check that out. It's by this YouTuber called Comic Book Girl. Random numbers. But she's kind of an interesting personality. I kind of like her stuff. Um, so you could check that out. Because she goes over some pretty interesting stuff. Um, so yeah. It's like the history of X-Men or something. So Give it a watch. Plus, uh, X-Men First Class is, in my opinion, the best superhero movie marvel movie well superhero mm. movie because i don't do dc Ugh. except for the occasional batman it's not even the best x-men movie but sure what do you think is the best x-men movie um days of future past was much more entertaining than first class i thought i highly disagree one of my biggest takeaways from days of future past for me was uh it seemed a lot like Jennifer Lawrence was... Phoning it in? No. It seemed like... So she was Mystique in the First Class, right? And then after First Class came out... Uh, Hunger Games. Hunger Games came out. So all of a sudden now she's like a huge star, so they just wrote a movie... For. They just, it seemed like they really, really wanted to put a that's, lot of Jennifer Lawrence That's in a there. very <laughs> real problem, and I'm pretty sure that was even more prominent in the most recent movie, where she didn't have any reason to be in it, but they were like, oh, gotta get I her in there. I haven't seen that one yet. Like, I, I, I heard she's, like, kind of the leader now. That was my understanding <laughs> from the... She's like, like, why? Oh, well. <laughs> like, she's a villain in the comics. Why is she still here? I'm, I'm glad that, you know, Jennifer Lawrence is getting jobs but, <laughs> but to me it was clearly oh the audience is you know all for jennifer lawrence right now so let's just build the entire story around mystique because we already have her in there as mystique so let's just yeah cram as much of that as possible comic books and comic book movies we sort of talk about them that's that mrs that's that i think shall we wrap up yeah Let's wrap it. That's a wrap. 